Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What has always been the reason why the Bruins have not been as dominant in the postseason? Oh, it's mean, been secondary score. doesn't win the big game. What do you well, mean? Okay, so yeah, hold on. Come on. <laughs> <I think it's, laughs> shut up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 34 of Bruins and Bruins getting off to a hot start. David Ortiz! Uh, the Carl Soderberg episode. Uh, yeah, Bobby. I mean, we can call it David Ortiz as well. But um, we got guest uh, Nick Godin here. He is the founder of Bruins Diehards. He's our boss. He's our dad. Um, you didn't even say special guest. Just guest, Chris. It's pretty fucking disrespectful. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to hop up. How do I end this on my end? <laughs> By the way, I'm also not the dad. That's Court Lalonde. Yeah, that's, that's Court. That's Court Lalonde. So. I thought Court was the grandfather, but I guess mm. that works too. What's older than a grand- great-grandfather? He's the great-grandfather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like the George Washington of Bruce <laughs> Diaz. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we kick off, I wanted to uh, ask you a question. I wanted to see if you could address this. Um, on the well-known website worldbestnews.info uh their august 11th article top 15 boston bruins podcasts you must follow in 2020 uh bruins diehards is listed at number 10 and bruise and bruins is listed at number nine uh Mm. would you like to address (laughs) that yeah i'm shocked we're on that list uh to be honest with you i actually had no clue that there was a list and uh I it's thought... definitely not computer generated and it's totally <laughs> written by a real human being yeah you should read that. it just to prove how real it is <laughs> yeah i'd like to i'd like to look at that because i think i mean that's one of the better lists that i think that i'm on but i okay i'll you know what you guys do a much better job than we do john's an incredible <laughs> now let me say this john is an incredible host incredible producer uh, but you know, you guys are doing something very, very different and it's appealing. So yeah, I like, I like what you're doing over here. All right. Uh, <laughs> I want to go around and talk about beers real quick. Nick, you got a drink? Okay. So <laughs> it's not a beer. Uh, this is a protein shake. You know how many people are going to rag on me for saying that right now too. Um, so it is, and I'll tell you what it is. It's a pure isolate. It is a uh, creamy peanut butter. So let's call it a stout tonight. We're going to call this a protein <laughs> right. stout. How about that? Uh, Cam, how about you, man? Uh, we are going for a, Oh, I just realized the name of this Brewery is Geary Brewing. It's spelled differently than your name, Chris, but G-E-A-R-Y, Geary Brewing Company. I think uh, that derives from the same place as my name, so. Yeah, so you're the owner. So uh, I'm going to shit on this beer now that I know Chris owns it. (laughs) Uh, It is a Geary Brewing Company Razzle Dazzle. I don't know. I think it's called a Razzle Dazzle Sour, but it could be a Razzle Sour Dazzle. I don't really, you know, it's not really clearly labeled on the can. Uh, But anyway, it's pretty good. I 
I uh, well, we're gonna have to make Nick do the 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 rating here, but I'll I'll top us off here to start. <laughs> top us off means end, not begin. Start us off. All right, fuck you, Drew. <laughs> I can hit him now because he's next to me for once. Uh, drinkability for a sour, pretty good actually. It's a sour lager. I only give it like a twenty-seven. Uh, as far as taste goes. You can taste it. Um, you know, any sour is going to have a little bit of a punch, but it's not overwhelming. So considering it's a sour and it's not slapping me in the face, I'm going to hit it with like a even 20 on taste. And also it's a good beer separate from that fact, of course. It is a good beer. I like, I do also like how it tastes. All right, go ahead, Drew. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> so I got a, uh, oh shit, what's it called? <laughs> um, oh, a New Jersey Ninja is what it's called. Um, brewed in uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, and it is a hundred percent gluten free. Um, and actually, on the can, it, it says uh, uh, there was something funny. True, uh, <laughs> we got I limited time here. Let's long. go. <laughs> uh, I guess that'll be for the uh, <laughs> for our, pa- our our Patreon uh, subscribers. Yeah, subscribe okay. to our Patreon. By the way, the description is on the side of the beer can, but. Uh, <laughs> Drinkability, I'll go a 30 out of 37. And then in terms of taste, yeah, you can definitely taste. I'll give that a 35 out of 37. All right, cool. I have a Stone Enjoy by 1031 2020 double IPA. Very good. Drinkability is very low. It's like a nine. It's a tough, tough hang if you want to drink a lot of them. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you taste it? Yeah, you can absolutely taste it. I'm going to go with like a 29. Nice. Should we, I think we've got to toss it back to Nick now, right? Oh, dude, it's very disappointing protein shake. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so, so this is out of 37, like Patrice yeah. Bergeron. Okay, yeah. so uh, out of drinkability, I mean, this thing, you can drink it. It's. I'm going to say this. It's nice and smooth going down. That's for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll give it – for a protein shake, we'll give it a 35. But for taste, dude, it tastes like popcorn. It doesn't make any sense. It's supposed to be creamy popcorn. peanut butter. But it tastes like popcorn for Christ. And not even kettle corn, the best popcorn. So this shit sucks. Uh, but it, yeah. Did so you I'm say gonna, popcorn again? It. Popcorn? Dude, I could say, dude, because you told me to say it again, I fucking said it so different. Okay, <laughs> no, that, you did. All right. I want to make sure I want so, to be the only one who heard it different. So did I say it? What did I say? Like pop, popcorn? Is that how pop, I said it? Pop, pop, popcorn. 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 Yeah. Oh, popcorn. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's Boys, not spend too much time. In. We're five minutes in and I'm getting <laughs> roasted. You know, not only this, you said I'm the, I'm the founder of Bruins Diets. I'm the Bruins Diets punching bag, too, for sure. Like, it's no <laughs> question. I so, that one. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, while we're talking about Bruins diehards, of course, this is the Bruins and Bruins podcast presented by worldbestnews.info. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which is definitely a Bruins, uh, or a Bruins diehards kind of side site. That's how they, they <laughs> got just, ranked on there. No. For I certain. Don't why you guys I don't know who approved that. Number one. <laughs> yeah. Poor All right. Well, we actually have hockey to talk about. Uh, so let's start with Craig Smith. Uh, the only thing the Bruins have done, basically. I mean, we got Kevin Miller back, I, I suppose. Don't really want to spend too much time talking about that. What are y'all's thoughts on Craig Smith? Let's start with Nick. I love it. 
I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think that people are freaking out because there hasn't been uh, another move in addition to that. Uh, I, I don't think that Craig Smith necessarily addresses your second line scoring. It certainly addresses your third line scoring. Uh, you, you obviously would have liked to see Taylor Hall go to Boston. He goes to Buffalo in kind of like a what the fuck moment. I had no clue where that came from. And then all of a sudden you see a report that says you could be there long term. I think the guy likes to suck. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I love the Craig Smith signing. I'm hoping maybe Hoffman, maybe there's, you know, Krejci needs a winger. Um, but I, I think it's an A-plus signing for sure. What do you guys think? Yeah, I yeah. think I like it a lot. I'll tell you what, I mean, obviously – I think we're stating obvious things here. I don't trust it. Uh, guy's got two first names, but just <laughs> moving beyond that point, I really like the signing. I think like Nick said, I, it's not clearly not a second line move, but as far as showing up that third line and I think him and Charlie Coyle could make for a really nasty combo. If they do end up really securing that second line, I think that could provide them with three lines that obviously a have the ability to score, but B like could really be a threat to do so. So I'm I'm all for it in good term, good deal. I think it's, it's Sweeney. I've seen Sweeney for some reason catch a lot of hate this offseason. I feel like that he normally – I mean, I know there's always angry Bruins fans because it's Boston, but I feel like I've seen – maybe it's just like the circles that I'm in or something. Like, I, you know, I feel like I've seen more hate than usual this season. And I really – I mean, not to start another conversation, but I don't really know where that's coming from right now. I think this is another in a list of pretty strong moves by a GM. Uh, yeah, I think I think the price tag is uh, I mean really good three point one million cap hit. Stats guy Drew. The uh, yeah, stats guy me for the first time ever. Uh, I got cat friendly. I like open. how I got hockey reference. I like how we're calling an AAV of a contract a stat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we have some idea. The bar's pretty about low for Drew like, here. Yeah. So <laughs> the bar's very low. Look, a number. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, his most recent contract before that with Nashville was four point two five million. So I, I didn't know that. Interesting how much of a like a decrease that is, because uh, he didn't have a bad year last year. It was no. thirty one points in sixty nine games. Nice. Which by his standards, like, isn't really bad at all. He had a season where he had fifty one points in seventy nine, and also the year before that, twenty nine points in seventy eight games. So he's been yeah. a little bit all over the place, but you know. He's consistently landed over 30 on um, most occasions, more than 30 points a season. So I think it's a really good signing for that price tag. Yeah, and I think with a a guy like that, you want to look more at goal totals than point totals because he's not going to be a guy who's giving you primary assists a whole lot. And I think that's totally fine when he's playing with a guy like Charlie Coyle who's going to be more of a distributor than a scorer. Um, Yeah, I mean, I like the signing. Uh, I also – like that he has two first names, classic uh, first name Smith, uh, Cam. <laughs> my my coach in college's name was Brennan Smith, so I've been, we've got we've got a coincidence right here. I I don't understand. Is Smith the first name for anybody? Smith, I. That's a good. I feel like it is right. Like <laughs> oh, Ryan, I was trying to give you. That's his last name. I've never, I've never met somebody with the first name. I guess you're right. The thing is, like, there's been no since I saw the signing. It was one of the first things I thought was like two first. It's such a first name, last name. You know what I mean? Can we agree on that at least? It's a first. I think it's just a common last name. All right. So you know what? There was a. uh, We have a majority here, Drew and I together. You are now off the podcast. So there Mm -hmm. are a couple. There are a couple of famous people with the first name Smith. Smith Valu, <laughs> who uh, was an actor, 
alive from 1902 to 1984. Then Smith Hart. Famous. Yeah, dude. And guess what? They hate their names, too. They hate their names. 2017. And then Smith Benavidez, who's a YouTube star, apparently. Drew's got listing all this off the top of his head. That's a stat. That's a stat. That's a stat right there. We've got unbelievable stats. By the way, I feel like the parents thought that you had to do last name, first name, first, and that's how that happened. I don't think that those are real names, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, nobody's first name is Smith. It was like a yeah, Smith I agree with that. I was, I was just giving Cam shit for saying that he has two first names. Cause that's... I guess, you know, I don't know. Like, it seems I like it's it. first name. I think you're right. I think it's just a common last name. Yeah. So yeah. please um, direct all your hate mail to – to me, I guess, guys. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so as far as Don <laughs> yeah. Sweeney being uh, quote unquote silent or whatever, yeah, I don't. One, I don't really know if Taylor Hall is the guy. Uh, like, obviously, it would have been nice to have him on the second line, but I. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of money, and I mean prohibit prohibits you from making any other moves down the road, and I'm not sure he's that much better than Jake DeBrusque. At this point in his career, I don't know if you saw him last year in Arizona, but holy shit, he was bad. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of, th- especially, we talked about this with the Oliver Rackman Larson thing. I think a lot of times when someone plays for a terrible team and has a terrible season, they get that excuse where it's like, well, look at the team he was playing with. But I mean, truly great players excel either way. So. Um, I, I'm not going to talk too much shit about Taylor Hall. What is going on over there? Dude, All right. These guys, uh, I feel like I'm having an existential crisis. This is what I, we do. I, I, I can know. see. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched the Eric Andre show where they try to make their guests as uncomfortable as possible in order to get authentic <laughs> answers. That's kind of what we're wrong with here. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I like the Tyler Toffoli deal that uh, Montreal just got a little bit more than the Craig Smith signing. But I mean – Whatever. Uh, I, I'm not going to talk shit about Craig Smith because I think that's a great, great deal. Do we – let me ask you this. Do we think that Tyler Toffoli is the answer? Like especially on that second line. I'm not saying that he's not, not good, right? I think that he'd be very effective on the second line. But I feel like there's better options like a Mike Hoffman or I'm definitely going to say the name wrong the first time. But is it Dadanoff? No. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Dadanoff. Either that or Dadanov. Yeah. I, I heard of both ways. No, no, it's like Sergei Samsonov, but Dad instead of. Okay, well there you go. And I feel like both. I feel like those two are better options than Tyler Toffoli, at least from a from a perspective of uh, you know offensive abilities. I would agree with that. Yeah. Tyler Toffoli would have been an instead of Craig Smith kind of deal for me. It wouldn't have been like yeah. in addition to. So that's that's more addressing the right wing, left wing. Yeah. I'm thinking like I I'm not a Mike Hoffman fan. Uh, Fancy stats don't like that guy. I love fancy stats. Um, more of a power play guy than anything else. Uh, and I, I'm kind of leaning toward Anthony Duclair as like a flyer, but I don't know if that addresses an issue more than it just gives you more options for like a guy who could step up into that spot. Like if Jake DeBrus makes that step, if Anders Bjork makes a, a, takes a big step, or if Anthony Duclair, like if that's what he did last year was real. Um, I think that would be a, it gives you more options. It doesn't solidify anything though. Yeah. I had another point that I was going to say. And now I, I, as you said that last sentence, I totally forgot it. So (laughs) we've been been drinking together since like 1 PM. (laughs) It's also true. I also have been drinking all day. So 
<laughs> Nick, you're gonna have to steer the ship a little bit. Nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Once again, to clarify, we do record on Mondays, so this is just giving you some insight into why we started this podcast. <laughs> well, i i took uh, I took tomorrow off, so I'm good to go for anything. Nice. Me too. Also, just because it's my weekend, but yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna make it sound like it's an authoritative choice. Are Are you two in Portland right now? We yeah. are. Yeah, you are yeah. in Portland. So, so we got three of us in Portland right now. By the way, the other day I I messaged Cam. I could I could have sworn I saw him drive by me. Do you remember that? Wait, 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 Nick. You're in Portland. I live, dude. I live right on. Con- Should I really say where I live? I will say where I live. Okay, well, now everybody's gonna be able to figure it out. This I'm totally fine with it. Pick, come at me. No, come at- okay, so I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you. I totally. I knew you lived in Maine. I did not know you lived in Portland. Let's yeah. fucking let's grab a beer this week. Like, yeah, I, no, let's, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Wait, wait can I'm, I'm gonna call you out on this right now. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait for this. You- I, I will be the first to say I have literally the worst memory. I am. I am absolutely positive, no doubt in my mind. You have told me this before. It, it was. It was literally yesterday. Either you or Drew said no, like, you let's. Said it. Yeah, Cam, uh, yeah said Cam, Cam said, let's ask Nick to meet up for a beer before we podcast Oh, tomorrow. no, because I knew he was in Maine. I thought he was in, like, another town in Maine. I didn't realize he was in Portland, which I guess I should have, like, realized that was stupid. But, like. It's okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I mean. We're gonna, we're gonna go out for a, I'm going to buy you a beer, Nick. I'm going to buy you a beer. Yeah, Nick, no, just come over right now. Yeah, come oh, through. Yeah. We'll press <laughs> pause on the recording. You guys can all do one yeah. audio. <laughs> Three videos, though. I want to be as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, we're all going to point them at each other. That's going to be how, how it goes. <laughs> It'll be fun. Which, once again, we're really good at talking about things that the listeners can't see. So, that's... Uh, Well, the video is recording right now, right? Yeah. Well, we're not going to post the video. Maybe part I mean, of it. Maybe we, we can. Yeah, we, <laughs> we should post part of it. Do we have any funny, you know, any funny things that go on? Like, if I just fucking hip-check Drew out of nowhere, you know, I'd be... Dude, I... <laughs> well, if I start picking my nose, I'll be pants, man. <laughs> like a nice yeah. zoom in action of you picking your nose. I would I would see both cameras <laughs> right there that's it there I think go. I think that we would put, like put that on everything diehards I think you know? Chris nice I like it <laughs> you should just leave it well now now that I remembered we're recording our video I need to make sure uh, I have a good background <laughs> all right what did you do Sud- wait, suddenly wait, all wait, I wait, see wait, through. wait what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to put a cool background on my Zoom thing. But... <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, more um, Bruins. More Bruins. I had a really good point, and I was really excited to talk about it, and I can't remember what the fuck it was. Okay, so we talked about Toffoli, Smith. Toffoli, Hoffman, Duclair. It was something to do with like fancy stats. I mean, I know. Oh, this is what it was. I remember what it was. Okay, so. If we're ready to shift off that topic, one of the things mm-hmm. I think I definitely want to get Nick's perspective on and, and everybody obviously is obviously Tory Krug is gone. I think we can all agree Charlie McAvoy is the replacement on that first power playing unit. Feel free to jump in if you disagree. Probably well, I'm, I'm not going to disagree, but putting a, a right-handed defenseman on the top power play, th- like this is the idea that I, I wanted to do if Krug mm-hmm. left, but I don't know how you shift that around switching from a left-handed defenseman to a right-handed defenseman and how that uh, personnel changes. I don't think it would make too big of a difference because he's the quarterback. And usually when you're running the top, uh, obviously like, the guys on the wing who are shooting, it's a lot more important for, uh, for those targets. But my big question is really, what do they do with the second power play unit now? Cause there's a vacancy there as well. That McAvoy kind of was filling Grizz. I think Grizzlick is the option, but is but it he's is it as simple as a plug and chug, or do you need to make more changes there? He's in arbitration right now, so who even knows? 
Yeah. I, you know, the answer is obviously Kevin Miller, but nah, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not Kevin Miller. No, actually, Miller. they're going to re-sign Matt Barkowski, power play spec. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking John Moore, yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 So Chara back in the slot. <laughs> I, I did. I, it has to be Grizzly, right? I mean, it, it totally has to be Grizzly. From yeah, I mean, he's he's in a way he's your best shot at having a playmaker, uh, you know, mm. quarterback in that power play. And um, I, I was really confident. I guess I said even two years ago, you know, and, and maybe I was a lunatic two years ago, but even two years ago, I'm like, yeah, this this kid Grizzly is is probably the best at moving the puck right now, yeah. other than uh, Tory Krug. So mm. I think it's got to be Grizzly. I don't know. I mean, it it sounds like. The rumors right now, the Bruins could ship out uh, Jake DeBrusque to potentially strengthen their defense. It depends on what kind of defense they're looking at. Obviously, if they acquired Oliver Ekman-Larsen, we'd be having a different conversation, right? So I don't know if that's still in need. I've heard Mackenzie Weger. I mean, it's all over the place right now with the Bruins. So it's amazing how they say the Bruins are in on everything and they sign Craig Smith. And, and there's nothing else happening right now. It's amazing how that happens. Do you think that's do you think that's a Bruins thing, or do you think that every team is like? I, I mean, I, I don't think Arizona thinks they're you know balling out for everybody, which is ironic because they actually had Taylor Hall at one point. But <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I I wonder if that's like a Boston media being Boston media thing, or if there's more to that. Like you know, if it's just every team. Dude, I, you know, I think you're onto something. I mean, it might be it might be Boston media. I think that a, a lot of the reports this year have come from outside of Boston media. I mean, that's true, I, yeah. I, the, the problem is most people on Twitter have blocked Boston media. Like, <laughs> I don't want to call out media. I don't know if you guys call out media on your. Oh show. no, you. Oh, we we've do. Had, like, we've had oh, like, full on like we had Joe Haggerty agree to come on if the Bruins won with Rask, which is a whole other. Yeah. Oh, so we, I can't um, talk about. Joe. Okay, well then I'll move on to the next one. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you 100% can talk about. Oh Joe. no, 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 we no, have no. we have a full on beef with Joe Haggerty. Yeah, like, no, as, like as, that, yeah. okay. as recently as like several days ago, uh, I was on Twitter like Look, having a back and forth with him. So I'm sure he's a nice guy. I, I'm, I'm in person. I'm sure he's. Yeah. Nice. I think that's the exact same thing I said. <laughs> I don't know, man. Some but of them the, are good people, I assume. <laughs> yeah. But but how much of that do you believe? I don't really believe it when I'm saying it. But I'm sure, like, there's a nice part of him. Um, that being said, like, the, the one interaction I had with Joe Haggerty was I, I said, come on, Joe. You, you constantly say stuff like this, and, and you're just out of line. And he said to me back, he goes, Something along the lines of, look how many followers you have. You think I care about your opinion? I'm like, okay, well, that's not a very nice thing. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, bud. Yeah, fuck you, Joe. You know? I mean, come on. You, people follow you to, to fucking trash you. They don't follow you to listen to your takes. Yeah. They're terrible. They're terrible. And then Neil Lyons. I got to oh, give my man. buddy Neil Lyons some, some credit. Did you see him and, and Joe on Twitter the other day? Absolutely. I screenshotted that whole conversation. Oh, I actually I did not. It. Can somebody yeah, fill no. me in here? Yeah, Chris, you might uh, do better than because I'm going to be honest with you. I've got the situation so, all over the place. So, so uh, Hags tweeted out um, a whole thing about Taylor Hall. Um, and, and I also replied to this defending Taylor Hall because basically it boiled down to like Taylor Hall doesn't want it enough and he's just going to get pushed around and like the the Bru- his tweet had something to do with like the Bruins want him to be like the right winger um or something like that. Oh, and, I did see your response to that, yeah. And and Neil tweeted back uh right winger uh guys guys a left wing by the way and uh and Hags was like not in Boston and Neil replied okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just love the idea it's that me, like bro. Jake DeBrusque is this immovable object on the second left wing, <laughs> where like you totally double down, man. Heart you Trophy totally winner Taylor down. Hall cannot play left wing on the second line in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff I can't deal with. I can't deal with it. And then the I other just, thing too is is just the problem is is like I I have no shame, so I don't mind putting myself, dude, like like hags put a gun to my head and i'll say whatever i want i don't really yeah. care i don't have any shame dude so like let's get after like, it as a matter of fact now, hags literally has a gun to nick's head <laughs> <laughs> just trying to picture that dude, I'd, I'd instantly make that my twitter uh, picture <laughs> i'd gain like a million followers off of that yeah we we have a long-standing thing with hags he uh we, we had many arguments about tukarask as he is not yeah. a big tukarask guy and but like i said i'm sure he's a nice guy like i said yeah, I'm, no, sure, sure. I'm sure there's a nice bone in, in his body somewhere, somewhere. I don't, uh. yeah uh don't get me started on that jimmy murphy character or whatever the fuck that is yeah. what's the matter with jimmy come on <laughs> like a cartoon <laughs> it's a cartoon character okay yeah i don't necessarily mean that negatively it just reminds me of a cartoon character he's he's one of like i'm the not saying f- what he looks like i mean just like his tweets he <laughs> is one of the very few accounts on bruins twitter that i have muted mm. i don't think i have anybody muted but i just like oh. definitely make an effort to stay out of some circles dude it's just like every every year at the trade deadline he just like tweets out like a hundred different things that aren't going to happen and then like when one of those things happens he's like look at me i got it right yeah (laughs) he's like tweeting out every possible trade scenario (laughs) like one of them yeah sick dude um other bruins stuff other bruins stuff uh i I think chris wanted to pronounce his love to kevin miller i think that was oh yeah oh yeah all lives miller out here (laughs) <laughs> oh no all right <laughs> no we're good i don't have to talk about him <laughs> all right well i was gonna say uh debrusque's an rfa not signed yet i think we kind of tossed numbers out there like during the playoff round of like what we would predict uh i was wondering what nick you would think about a contract just yeah that's just a throwing good. shit out there you know <laughs> god that's a really good question um it's really tough because he's he's been kind of streaky. You know, you talk about Craig yeah, Smith yeah. being streaky. He's been streaky, and I I mean I'm I'm not comfortable giving DeBrusque a long term deal right now unless he wanted to take it at some sort of a discount. But why would he want to do that? So, yeah. I mean, I would anticipate. How old is he? What is he? Twenty four? Twenty three? Must think be somewhere in, now, the, right? in that region. Yeah. So let's say one, once he's twenty five, let's say they do a two year deal. I believe he would still probably be an RFA at that point. Yeah, that's yeah, the so, bridge deal. Yeah, so give him that bridge deal. And, I mean, Jake, if you're not going to accept, like, 3.5 right now or 3, then, I I mean, what are you doing, man? Because you don't deserve much more than that. 3.5 is, is my number. Like, if you're looking at guys who have just signed deals like Tyler Toffoli for, like, just over $4 million, Jake DeBrusque is yeah. nowhere near as established as Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. And right. so, I mean, like, I, I don't think he has much to – to, you know negotiate with there and how much more money should he be earning than craig smith you know who's at 3.1 like well but then again what craig there's, smith 31 years yeah, old he's 31 so that's so totally different, different no i know i know but like it's still. a it's a good question from the from the perspective of uh, production and i mean to be honest with you i'm 
I'm not convinced that um, Craig Smith is not going to have more production next year than Jake DeBrusque. I, I could almost see that happening in terms yeah. of numbers. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, you're playing with Charlie Coyle, who's continuously getting better every single year. I'm, I'm yeah. anticipating that Craig Smith is going to play with Charlie Coyle, right? Uh, depending yeah. on what happens with that second line, you could even see Jake DeBrusque move down. And then, by the way, oh, my God, it's unbelievable. Some of these Bruins fans think Carson Kuhlman's the answer. I don't want to bring up a whole new can of worms, but, like, am I the only person that thinks that Carson Kuhlman is not not only not the answer, but probably not even should be on the roster? I hate to say it, I'm, but <laughs> – I mean, the guy helped me buy my car. I'm not even kidding you. Carson Kuhlman <laughs> helped me buy my car. Wait, 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 wait. You can't wait, just wait, drop wait, that wait, in wait, the middle wait, of shitting at him. Please. No, like, I, you got to go into depth there. No, it's, it, was, it was super quick, but it was. Uh, I used to work for the Providence Bruins. Not a big deal. And not I was in the parking lot, and I see Carson Kuhlman. And I go up, and I'm like, dude, is that a, is that a Jeep? Because yeah, of course it's a Jeep. Can you read? And I'm like, okay, it is a Jeep. You're right. But what kind of Jeep? Is that? <laughs> uh, and I'm like, is that a compass? Yeah, it's a compass. So we have a conversation. He shows me the car and I'm like, fuck it. And I bought that same car th- that weekend. Um, really nice guy. But I'm sorry. Like, if you're going to say that he's your second line winger, I'm going to, I'm going to say you're no. higher than a kite. It's not, that's, there's no way that's the answer. I think I've he's said this on the podcast like three times. And uh, Carson Kuhlman is, no offense to Frank Petrano, but he is the reincarnation of Frank Petrano. Um, not the answer. Yeah, I would With a better say, I two-way game. I don't hate having him on the roster. I think that might be a little extreme, but I agree he's definitely not a second-line option. And really, like, I would feel better if he wasn't in our middle six, even, honestly. I think I'd Honestly, like, Carson Coleman on the fourth line might be cool. Yeah, I like, I like his and... energy. I like the way he plays, but it should be a, a fourth-line kind of thing. You don't want to rely on him for scoring by any means. I agree. Yeah, I mean, instead of doing what uh, I got into my most recent fight with Hags over and signing Matt Martin, uh, having a guy who can actually, you know, move the puck and score goals in Carson Coleman on the fourth line might actually work. I like his speed. I mean, I like his speed. I just, I feel like the speed's there. I don't know if the hands are there yet. And so, therefore, it hasn't really correlated to a lot of offensive production. Um yeah, maybe put him on the fourth line where he has more freedom to be that offensive touch on a line where that's not necessarily expected. I, I guess I could see that for sure. But, um, I mean, I, I think that he would be kind of like a Joakim Nordstrom with less hitting. You know what I mean? The same yeah. thing, yeah. 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 So, I guess that wouldn't be a bad touch, but it's definitely not the answer. Good addition to the fourth line, which right now I guess needs some – you know, it has empty bodies on it. So, I, I'm sure you could slot Kuhlman in there. I think the plan going forward is probably Nick Ritchie on that fourth line left wing, but uh, I'm I'm hoping that something happens to make that not a thing. No, I mean to be fair, I I, I prefer that over Nick Ritchie on the third line. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent for sure. But I don't love him on the fourth line either. You know. Yeah, Kuhlman was known in the NCAA. I have a soft spot for him because he's NCAA. Hashtag college hockey. College hockey. Yeah, also um, shouts to uh, Frank Vitrano, who is uh, my hometown UMass. NCAA for his two-way game, so I've never really been super nervous about, you know, his the defensive side of his game. But, yeah, I agree. I think he would thrive on the fourth line, to be honest, and especially when if, if it were with Wagner and Corrali, for example, not necessarily huge grinders or, like, power forwards who are going to create a bunch of space for you, but just having him zipping around in there, um, not as physical, but I, I think that could kind of – 
that playing style of a fourth line would op, uh, open up some great offensive I, opportunities. I think that's for a respectable him. fourth line. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think the Bruins' third line, as currently constituted, would be kind of physical, not necessarily in the same mold as the Tampa Bay Lightning. But, I mean, if you're trying to have that, like, both physical and skill game at the same time, I think that third line kind of threads the that needle. Mm-hmm. So let's so let's say that Sweeney's done. Right, and and I don't think that he is. I'm sure there's going to be another move uh, to to address at least defense or preferably offense. But let's say he's done. What do the lines look like? Of course, you have Marshan Bergeron, Pasenak. Hot take. That, Hot yeah, take. no, right. The erection. Slow line. down, Nick. Slow down. Yeah, the the erection line. Everybody. It's better. Spread, it, spread it around. Caught on right away. I don't understand how we didn't go viral, but. It's not... <laughs> it got a solid 15 retweets like the third time we tweeted it out. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's pretty fitting for our podcast, but anyway, continue. Dude, I, I would take 15 retweets any day. Um, so, what is that second line? I think DeBrus, it looks great. Yeah, I, th- I think you're, you're keeping Kasha on that second line for now. Um, and then that which, third line is, what do you got there? Bjork, Coyle, Coyle and Smith. Smith. And then whatever they do, the fourth line. Yeah, like I guess Richie, Corrali, Wagner right now. Look, that's not a terrible team. The the Atlantic Division is crazy stacked right now. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah. So this this Bruins team, I think a few years ago could could win a Stanley Cup, but we're talking about a super stacked division, and they they need to make one more move, at least one. I think that if you get a Hoffman, uh, you get a Dadanov, or however, if anybody wants to chirp me and whatever, do that because I'm probably not saying the name right. I'm pretty but sure you got it. I'm not. Gonna you think I got it, Dadanov? Dadanov. Yeah, I'm gonna put my stamp. Yeah. Of- I've, I've heard people say it both Dadanov and Dadanov. I've never Dadanov. heard it any I, other. I would want Day. Why we should make up our own? Dadanov. Day. 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 Something. Something that's objectively wrong. You could just. Yeah, totally butcher it and put put in like fifteen DAs. He's listening to this. He's listening to this podcast and absolutely. We just ruined it. Yeah, we just. He will not sign with the Bruins. Just ruined the chances. He's a left winger, right? That nobody knows. I know vaguely from fantasy hockey. I'm familiar. I would be I would be willing to like throw ten bucks on it that he is, but I don't know. I'll say right. Okay, you guys have a you have a ten dollar bet on this, and I'm looking it up with no one on my phone for some reason because I don't have a computer directly in front of me that I'm using. He is a right wing who shoots left. So you could, so he's a left wing in Boston, is what you're saying. You could be, yeah, he's a left wing in Boston. <laughs> All right, Cam, the bet's back on you and me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah, fuck you, listeners. You I, didn't get it in time. <laughs> I think it's. I really think if they want to win with the core that they have, which you know, Bergeron, Marshawn, Krejci, and then Chara. Kevin Miller. Uh, according to Hockey mm-hmm. Reference, the pronunciation is Yevgeny Dodonov. Fuck me, goddamn tough night, boys. Tough night. What what the hell was I saying? Uh, Dadanov. Yeah, I was saying Dadanov, and and the correct pronunciation is Dadanov. Yeah, it's just the emphasis on the second syllable. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, I'm not gonna. That's definitely fair. I'm gonna say. uh, Oh fuck! Now I totally forgot the guy's name altogether. So um, that's why I want Hoffman. (laughs) Much easier. (laughs) 
I, honestly, I, I think that might be an issue with the Bruins is they don't want Russian players because they can't pronounce their names. <laughs> I think I told my, my Alexander Koklachev story on here before, but back in the, the hockey writer days, I wrote an article about former Bruins prospect Alexander Koklachev and I still think I he's had, got a chance to be a great third-line center. Yeah. I had somebody come after me because I, quote, used their name too many times in the article, and it was too hard to read. And this person came after me. I swear to God, they were like, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed this article, but, you know, I, I think it sucked because I, I kept – I had trouble reading this guy's name. You used too many his name K-H-C-H's. So many and I was like, there. well, I don't know what you want me to – I can't change his – you want me, want me to, like, player X? Like, no, just call him Coco. Coco, that's right. That I, I think I you know, the worst part is I think I did in the in the in the article a couple of times and they still got ratted on. So. <laughs> I you know fucking make American hockey players great again. Twenty two. Jesus, I mean, we can talk about the Bruins draft and how they only drafted American players, specifically from Massachusetts. But yeah, not not this time <laughs> around as bad. But yeah, no, I just hockey's such a weird weird thing where hey, hockey's weird. Um. Nice. Where I don't know, it's always like, all right, there's a there's a free there's like a, a coaching job that's open and the GM just oh my god, it's wild. Like it just so happens that the best person for the head coaching job is someone who like the GM used to play juniors with or something. Like oh my god, what a coincidence. Jobs. Like yeah. it's wild. Uh and and then just like things with the Bruins were like, wow, holy shit, wild that the best player left on the board is like from Massachusetts, like incredible, unbelievable. Um, I mean, like things like that work out sometimes like Charlie Coyle, like that trade, love that trade. But I mean, they gave up a Boston guy too. So I I just found a spider on my uh, hand, like a little small spider. So I'm going to be freaked out the rest of the episode. Did you drop acid before this? No, 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 no. no. We didn't. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, no. Spiders are friends, by the way. Spiders kill all of the things that suck. Yeah, but they don't need to be crawling out from my sleeve and then onto my hand. They don't need to do that. By the way, I'm drinking – this won't show up unless I put it in front of me. I'm drinking the finished long drink in in Tukarask's honor. What does spiders kill? They kill flies, mosquitoes. I was was getting toward mosquitoes, and then I wasn't sure if it was right. Mice, mosquitoes. (laughs) It's a hybrid that – they shit everywhere yeah. and they suck My your blood. Or <laughs> 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 actually, no, they just shit on your blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean specifically shit. in our house. <laughs> specifically <laughs> in our house, they kill flies, they kill mosquitoes, it's and they just... kill earwigs and sometimes ants. Oh, dude, earwigs are terrifying. Yeah. Earwigs are terrifying. This is what a science podcast. You never seen an airwig, dude? Oh my I don't god! Think I want to. Do they have them in Portland? Should Look I worry about this? Yeah, they got a lot of them in Maine, man. Like for oh, sure. I don't know about Maine. Portland. I don't know about Portland because, like, you know, city. But uh, they used to yeah, have them. Like, if you live in the Portland, <laughs> if you live in the sticks, though, man. Oh my god, those things are everywhere, and they're they look like little aliens. You're scared of a spider, Drew? Holy shit! Look at an earwig. It's crazy. It's, look it up. It, they they look oh, like not, centipedes with right fewer now. legs, but they have like pincers <laughs> on their tails. I'm gonna make an earwig my background, my virtual background. I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. I am. I'm absolutely gonna have an earwig. Oh no, I don't like that. I please do, do please do too. that, and then I'm gonna I'm Alien gonna oh, press it on Twitter. No, 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 Bro, I swear to God, this is like a Pokemon that you guys just like spawn into existence. Like it is. I mean, pincer is literally a Pokemon. 
totally just shivered. Uh, holy crap. <laughs> These things are nasty. Boy, bro. He's going to fuck your Yeah, it's up, wild. Yep. yep. Imagine if that thing wasn't an inch long and he could literally kill you in one Dude. pince. <laughs> you, know, you know how many of those we had in the house one time that I was living at? I, I don't. I really don't know. <laughs> it was. You know what? I don't know either, but it was too many. I can tell you that. It was like in the hundreds. It was like in the hundreds. I've had an infestation before. It it's right? wild, dude. Yeah. I felt like I didn't even want to call an exterminator. I wanted to call fucking Ghostbusters. That's how <laughs> crazy. Burn the house down. Made. Just totally yeah. burn it <laughs> to the ground. Yeah. Another noise. Have you guys hear, heard of uh, tarantula hawks? I know, and I don't want to. I think you're just man. making shit up. I'm I think good. you like posted all these Google images just to scare me. I don't. No, know. I, <laughs> I don't like it. So, a tarantula hawk is a giant wasp that is supposedly has the second most powerful sting of any insect. Of course. Uh, and I saw one in our backyard once and that's how I like found out what they were. Apparently like their main thing is they just like kill tarantulas and lay eggs in them. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's fucking wild. Uh, okay. They're scary as fuck. It's like two to three inch long wasps that just fuck you up and i will say this though i just you know what i just grabbed the scariest possible background image that you'll ever see and if you think i'm kidding i'm not kidding uh, okay <laughs> let it be known that it is a uh, picture of hags <laughs> i i absolutely just uh took a screenshot of of that and i'm gonna post that on twitter <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love how mine's the only one that doesn't have a background it's just drew like also here like, <laughs> i mean I, I like that better <laughs> my background's a picture i took for, so, for all the listeners <laughs> i can see the picture yeah. uh anything else i don't know what else we have um oh one thing i did want to say and i began to say it and then we were on this whole da 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 doubling down on dad and um yeah i think if when it came to the taylor hall stuff i and i understand why he went with one year eight million somewhere uh, that is because he wants to get traded to right the avalanche uh, instead of <laughs> signing with them yeah. but like i think like, there's been so many players that they've been in of in the past and i'm not saying i agreed with every single one of them like there's Tavares. i'm glad they didn't touch Tavares. but there's been a number over the past couple off seasons in terms of trades or free agency and sweeney just hasn't quite pulled the trigger it might have been a little bit too expensive than what he wanted. And then we might, like, a lot of the time we find, like, a price tag or a trade later that's like, I think we could have swung that and been fine, you know? And I think if they want to win with this core of Bergeron, Marshawn, Krejci, and Chara as well, I guess, in there, um, you got to pull the trigger and get yourself a star, a stud on the second line with Krejci. Um If you want to be, obviously nothing's guaranteed, but, you know, they've gotten so close with, kind of finding rentals on that line and such, and they just need to do it. They need to do it. Give up that first-round pick. Give up a, a piece of your future prospect. Cause it's, yeah, I think Chris Kreider would have been really good not? if they had done that deal. Yeah, Go go all in. Do the it. Part of the deal. Would, would you be comfortable, split. though? Would you be comfortable giving Chris Kreider – what is he, 6.5? 
I think he's making like six point five a year now for seven years or something. Yeah, I feel like so, that's a lot of money for Chris. No, no, Carter. I'm talking about the the rental before he oh, was signed. Oh, instead of a signing. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. I, there's two people that I would I would keep your eye on uh, when it comes to trading if you're looking for that top six for that second line. Um, now this person less likely, but it would show that you're committed to the window right now, and that would be Patrick Line. Um, I'm afraid about how much you'd have to pay a guy like Patrick Line to stay in Boston, but I think yeah. that he would do amazing with David Krejci. I think oh, that, oh, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. I think be your be second dream. line Pasternak. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. A guy that I know for sure that the Bruins at least once called about was Brock Besser, and mm, I, I think yeah. that that's somebody that you should at least. Uh, we see Don Sweeney revisit. We see him revisit all the time. I'm like I'm I'm a good sixty percent sure that he's going to revisit Brock Besser at least this year. I'm just worried that now that they didn't re-sign to Foley in Vancouver, that they're going to be less willing to move Besser. But yeah. they did express interest in moving Besser earlier, so yep. I don't know. I, I just think it's like you know they went with Kashe last. Well, that was trade deadline. Yeah, trade deadline. Wow, good and pronunciation, like, Andrew. That that is the correct pronunciation. Kashe. Yeah. Is it really? It is. Uh, I had I had an actual I had an actual Czech person like in my mentions tell me how to me I know Czech people. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I don't. I I think think I just went over to my good friend David Krejci and asked him how to pronounce it. (laughs) No, I just upon this upon this rock I should just like All right. (laughs) You wanna start talking? It's like y'all yeah what? uh it's really what? nice no no no. i just i had, I had a check dude like come into my mentions after i tried to like say i know how to pronounce kasha because i've like been in san diego and he played in san diego for a hot second and then the dude was like actually it's pronounced like this I'm like all right cool thanks i appreciate it but yeah i think with that uh trade it's like a bit of a gamble because he isn't so proven he definitely has the potential and there's a sizable like sample size there where you're like okay this guy can do something especially alongside a guy like Krejci but like how many more years do you have with Bergeron, Krejci and Marshawn like maybe three or four when you yeah, can exactly. afford all I'm, I'm thinking like two less? two to three yeah th- I'd, I'd say and that's three good max. years because at the end of it they're they might just be washed up veterans you know if it goes well and that's and years. that's where coil comes in too because yeah. I, I think eventually you you transition to coil being the second line, second line center, yeah. but potentially like, the first liner. If, if Bergeron falls off too, they just have these great set pieces and it's like, just go all in. If you win one cup in the next like three years or whatever, with that group, that's a huge victory. And who cares if it takes another season or two to get around to being in the final or the conference final after that, when McAvoy and are all, you know, in their absolute prime, yeah. You have that comfortability of having a, few, a couple of future stars in the lineup that are going to be at that point where they can replace that core. So go all in right now. Do it. They've gotten so close like a couple different times now. And if they had that one piece, I feel like it puts yeah. them over the edge. I feel like that puts them over the edge in a seven-game series with St. Louis. You know, I, I do feel like the Bruins have been in a weird spot where <clears throat> really since 2011, and, and even I would argue a little before that, they've, they've been in a position where they have had – enough to seriously compete, but have also been smart enough and patient enough with their organization that they've also had those pieces for the future, whether it was a Tyler Sagan in 2011 or a Dougie Hamilton or 
you know, notoriously so famous with uh, famously uh, patient with Tyler Sagan. Well, you, my my point is that they always had other options that they were like hesitant to really totally buy in on because of well, we have this for the future, we don't want to give that up, and you know a lot of teams are so far skewed in one direction, you know, where it is they have all these pieces for the future that they're just going to build to that or they're totally selling the fuck out and they're going to win in the next two years or it's nothing. And the Bruins have been in a really weird spot. And really it's because they've had a pretty well, I would say well-managed organization. You know, obviously there's, there's misses as there's going to be for any team, but overall they've been pretty good and not many, not many teams have that kind of balance of power in a way where they can kind of go all in, you know, with a couple exceptions, almost any year they would have had the option where we could sell off these one or two pieces and really fucking go for it right now, but we're not going to because it's going to risk, obviously, the next five, six, seven years. And not many organizations, I feel like, have been in that position where they've had that option. And in one hand, it's a blessing because, again, the Bruins have been a pretty strong force, granted, only one Stanley Cup and, and you know, three finals in the last decade, but that's a lot more than only say. Exactly. <laughs> only. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like they're the Chicago Blackhawks where they're going, you know, dynasty status or anything, but they've been fortunate enough to really be a, a contender every single year. But on the flip side of that, it's like you do in hindsight, you're wondering, should they have really pulled the trigger one or two times and tried to go for it? It's kind of a weird in-between. The answer to your question is absolutely, by the way. I mean, they should have, right? Because it's it's good to be able to contend for so long. But I, I think at this point, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think at this point, the majority of Bruins fans are okay with winning a Stanley Cup next year and then potentially doing like a quick re- – or let's say compete the next two years. How about that? Yeah. And then after that, go through like a quick two-year rebuild, uh, whether it means being a wild card team for a couple of years. I, I would like to see this core win another Stanley Cup. And, I think and that we, that's are, priority. we are simplifying, obviously. It's not like we buy yeah. in, you automatically win the Cup. Really. No, exactly. Though, exactly. Between the but, Bruins yeah, not buying in and then also not taking it far enough to actually win. Of course, mm-hmm. they've gone to Game 7. They've been so – damn close but what has always been the reason why the Bruins have not been as dominant in the postseason oh, it's mean, been it was, it's secondary score doesn't win the big game what do you uh, mean okay man? so yeah, hold on, on. <laughs> I think, <laughs> shut up Joe <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable Joe oh my god that's, that's, that's gonna, gonna be that's good that's the yeah. clip <laughs> We also we really got to stop saying that's the thing afterward because it always like we're like that's the cold that's open. No, no, no. If you say that's the cold open, that's fine to leave in the regular recording, and then you make the cold open. And yeah, you but like you the part where you say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we say it a lot. I don't think I don't, think, I don't think our listenership cares about this. <laughs> that's, <shit. laughs> that's true. Uh, so I, I I will say. Uh, repeating from i think probably the last episode um no it was it was the uh it was the it was last week's episode um the the whole like stick to the plan thing that the the lightning did was cool to see because a lot of the playoff mishaps are bad luck like the lightning losing to the blue jackets wasn't because they didn't have enough grit and grind it was just because they just had I'm a bad sure series that... and got and got unlucky, um, and I I think like there are only so many years you can stick to the plan with the Bruins right now with this window, 
Dogs are dogs are agreeing with me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think there are opportunities to go all in, and I think a lot of those are through trade. And when you see what Don Sweeney's done uh, in kind of like the bad moves that Don Sweeney's made have been kind of panic moves where like, okay, we lost to Louis Erickson. So now we need to sign somebody, some, somebody big to appease the, uh, appease the fan base. And a lot of the people who are talking shit about Don Sweeney right now are the people who are lauding the David Backus signing. And I, I feel like a lot of people like, us as soon as david backus was was signed we're like okay like cool but also i'm gonna really hate the last like four years of that deal um and it turned out like the last five years of that deal were pretty bad and the first year of that deal wasn't particularly good either i I think that might even be a little generous (laughs) Um, um yeah, so I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not saying like stay out of free agency, stay out of the trade market. It's, it's about picking spots, and I kind of like the idea that Don Sweeney's not panicking right now. Like, okay, you lost Tory Krug, he didn't make a panic move at least yet to sign or to trade for Oliver Ekman Larson. He didn't, he didn't sign somebody to replace him yet. We'll see what happens, but it seems like panic moves aren't coming. And I, I think the best moves that Don Sweeney has made have been the more rational moves, like the Charlie Coyle trade, things that were like, all right, we have a need to address, but we don't want to like go crazy and do the big thing. And I think at some times where I, I would have liked to see maybe the, the Chris Kreider deal, that's something where you're like, you're going for it. But I appreciate the the 50 50 of it where you're like, okay, we can make the third line move and hope things work out, or we can make the first line move and hope things work out. And like, they still might not work out, but at least we will have as good a chance to go for it in the next couple of years. I agree. And like, that's why I'm like, I'm kind of, because on one hand I agree with Nick and it's like, you know, looking back, it's like you had Bergeron Krejci in their primes and Char even, like, maybe they should have at one point tried to pull that extra step to go for it. But then at the same time, it's like, I don't know, you go for it and you miss, and then you say, you know, in hindsight, oh, we could have had, still had, you know, let's say let's say theoretically they'd move Charlie McAvoy or something like that to grab that big piece, and you don't win. In hindsight, let's be honest, a bunch of shitheads like us are making podcasts and saying, how the fuck didn't you keep Charlie McAvoy? Well, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's mm-hmm. a hard, on one hand, I really agree with Nick where at some point you have to make that gamble and go for it. When you have talent as elite as Patrice Bertrand, David Krejci, Zanino Chara. But on the flip side of that, if you do swing the fences and you miss, you know, it's like, what do you, you're kind of upset about that. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> there's too much bullshit going on here. <laughs> it is. And, and believe it or not, I had something smart to say too. I screwed it up. I made a crazy virtual background. We've got like an inception of virtual background going on right now, folks. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. To that point, though, Cam, it is, believe it, like, agree or disagree, it's not a seller's market right now. That's for sure. It's a buyer's market. I mean, Nate Schmidt just just left. He just got traded to Vancouver for a third-round pick right now. 
Like these as are happening, speaking. yeah, for sure. Uh, Ryan Murray, for God's sake, a fifth round pick for Ryan Murray. Ryan Murray's not bad. Like he's not a bad defenseman. So it's yeah. it's. I mean, he, perhaps he didn't have the best year last year. I think that Columbus has a like a, a dark horse of defensemen. I'm trying to take it seriously, but I'm looking at my virtual it's background right now. It's the hardest thing in the world. We're not setting ourselves up for success right now. <laughs> never. And I'm you also looking at it. <laughs> and and I take a screenshot. So because I know people can't see this, I take a screenshot of Drew's background. That says he's muted. So I'm sitting here thinking I'm muted the whole time I'm talking because I've also got the mute button. This is a guy. I know it's mess. confusing. It's a mess. It's a, it hey, you know mess. what? Let's all let's all take a fucking drink, huh? And I'm not to interrupt. Hey. Nick's, Nick's like, I have something good to say. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Let's yeah. just keep drinking yeah. until he forgets Dude, it. Dude, it looks like you're drinking tomato soup, man. What the hell you got there? Presented by Bruins uh, Diehards. It is a uh, presented by World Best dot in World Best News dot info or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> This is a highball. We went to seltzer here. We crushed oh, a lot of go. beers today. I figured I should hydrate a little with some more alcohol. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Wait. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't like this at all. <laughs> oh, I got it wrong. Whatever. It's gone. All right. I'm just going to spend the rest of the podcast... <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's kind of weird to everyone. <laughs> oh, the, cra- right, the crazy, if the crazy has something thing smart is... to say. We should do that, and then we should yeah. stop yeah. this before we. Like, What's the crazy thing, Nick? Violation. I was just gonna say the craziest thing is I think there was just thirty seconds there of us laughing and nobody having a goddamn clue as no, to what it was we were laughing yeah, at. No, but guys, to be exactly. honest with you, you don't want to know. It's just getting chaotic. That's for sure. <laughs> but. I mean, these photos are all going to go on Instagram, so it's okay. Oh, yeah. Stacy's mom has got it going on. <laughs> oh, is that the song we're doing? got it going on. Oh, we before before we actually sing out, we should uh, we should thank Nick one more time for. Yeah. Oh, Nick, hey, yeah, like pump your Twitter and shit for anybody who suffered through. Yeah, all Nick, this you you got anything to uh, to promote? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, flying or at flying or, uh, on Twitter, same thing, actually, I'm pretty much at flying or and every, even on OnlyFans, folks flying or on OnlyFans. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Just me. He's not, not, he's not kidding. Yeah, what if no, there no. is like an, an OnlyFans that's flying or it's just like some absolute fucking man rocket you could have taken credit oh, for. Like. <laughs> dude, I no. If my luck, it's going to be a fat guy. As a matter of fact, if you go on Instagram and you search my name, Nick Godin on Instagram, it's a, it's like me. And then it's, it's a, total potato guy it's the craziest thing I've ever <laughs> what seen if he's like life. our most dedicated listener and you just got him off the fucking pub? well he's a handsome potato but he's uh, <laughs> real, real handsome potato I mean, he's a handsome potato right he's, he's like just, mr potato head you know what i mean like come on well i mean he's not that handsome but he's i mean he's he's getting there he's getting he's working on himself go ahead you know if you guys look up nick Oden on instagram just pre- follow the flying or one don't follow the potato um and then that's pretty much it bruins diehards of course uh, and then whatever the one that Cam keeps world, saying, worldbestnews.info. World, I think. Yeah, that's that's also us somehow. Obviously, uh, esteemed, very respect. It's like right after the New York Times. Yeah, Nick. <laughs> as soon as we, uh, as soon as we get enough capital, I, I'd say you have to purchase uh, worldbestnews.info. <laughs> right, I think I think we need about five dollars, and then we probably make <laughs> we we might have enough capital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right, he's at uh, he's got it going on. She's all I want, and I've waited for so long. Stacy, can't you see? You're just not the girl for me. I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Bruins Die Hard.